Hi, I'm Ryan Barnes. And I'm Anakin Barnes. Welcome to season two of the Barnes Boys podcast. We're both big movie fans. And we're both actors. We watch movies through different lenses. You see, my dad grew up in the 80s in a very conservative environment in California. While my son here goes to high school at a fine arts school in liberal British Columbia. Each week we watch a different movie. And discuss it from the different perspectives we bring to the table. Since I've been born, CGI and quick cuts were the norm. While all we had were practical effects and converted theater actors. So sit back, relax, grab some popcorn. And enjoy the show. All right. Well, what happened to our interlude jingle? You have to to go... Well, there wasn't any any left. Well, yeah, so you can go (laughs) G-D-T-T. All righty. Well, hey, welcome to this, uh, this, this, um... Last, I don't know. It's kind of a big deal podcast mm. because it is it is your last um, podcast here, possibly mm-hmm. uh, because you 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 move out tomorrow and yep. and you're moving out, and um, we may or may not be able to uh, get a couple more before mm. uh, in person, but we might have to do these uh, remotely and yep. try that out. So uh, so that's exciting. So yeah. uh, so tomorrow you move where? To an island. To an island. That's exciting. It like, is exciting. Like Survivor, you have to you have to compete in challenges. That's and, what it feels like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stranded on my own with some other people in, in this shelter. <laughs> and then I have to do this all on my own with challenges. And then Jeff, every now and then talks. <laughs> <laughs> it is Survivor. It's 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 real life Survivor. I hope I didn't. I don't get voted out next week, though. <laughs> well, um, well, this week we are um, we are continuing with our season two, and I actually, I, we we only have one more out of season two that we're going to be be doing. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're continuing with our our season two penultimate episode, I believe it's called. Um, so why don't you tell us about the movie? All right. So this week or this time, we watched uh, Rocky, made in nineteen seventy six, with a cast of Sylvester Stallone and. Talia. Talia Shire. Uh, and it was directed by John G. Avildsen, maybe? Avildsen, yeah, sure. okay. And it was written by S- Sylvester Stallone. And the uh, IMDb synopsis, a small-time time Philadelphia boxer gets, supreme, gets a supremely rare chance to fight the world uh, heavyweight champion in about, in about, like a, about is 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 it's uh, boxing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's just weird to say. In, right. in a bout in which <laughs> he strives uh, to go the distance in his self uh, for his self respect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so just I'm going to touch on this cat this cast real quick. Mm-hmm. Talia Shire Shire is um, Nicholas's Nicholas Cage's aunt. Just oh. so you know. Nice. And she was in. Couple movies like Hunger Games. Um, she was in Hunger Games. I'm pretty sure. Who was she, she in Hunger Games? She looked familiar. Um, let me just pull. She this. was in The Godfather, which her brother Francis Ford Coppola directed, I believe. Um, let's see. And while Anakin is looking that up, we will um, we will say that this is Sylvester Stallone's first movie that he starred in. Um, so. So it, it's it's kind of a big deal, and this this launched his career. And Anakin, are you any close to finding that? Because I'm running close. out of things. I'm so to sorry. Say. You get distracted. Um, no. <laughs> so, um, 
Um, so I will say, actually, um, why don't I move on to the trivia? Sure. And, um, and then you could see what you figured out here. So, um, after the producers, um, after the producers became interested in the script, they offered Sylvester Stallone $350,000 for their right, rights. At the time, he had $106 in the bank, no car, and he was trying to sell his dog because he couldn't afford to feed him. But he refused to sell unless they allow, agreed to allow him to star in the film. They agreed on the condition that Stallone work as a writer without a fee and that he work as an actor for scale. So, hmm. so he, he really put it all out on the line, uh, for this. He gave, yeah. put his heart into it and, uh, and he said, no, this is, this is my movie. I'm, I'm going to do it. And it paid off. This is what started his very long, yeah. very successful career. So I was wrong in the casting. She just looked very familiar. Oh, okay. Um, she, the, the person I was thinking was also in, so I married an ax murderer, I think. So I married an axe murderer. She wasn't in Hunger Games. Are you, well, there were multiple people in that movie. Sure. It, I, well, I, okay. I only know who the main actress is. Um, who I had a crush on when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, I was thinking Amanda Plummer. Amanda Plummer. I don't know who that is. So, but that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, continuing with the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> kind of getting off track today. Uh, continuing with the trivia. During his audition, Carl Weathers was sparring with Sylvester Stallone and accidentally punched him on the chin. Mm-hmm. Stol- Stallone told Weathers to calm down since it was only a, an audition, and Weathers said that he was allowed to, if he was allowed to audition with a real actor, not a stand-in, he would be able to do a lot better. So the director, he smiled and told Weathers that uh, Stallone was the real actor and the writer. Weathers looked Stallone at Stallone thoughtfully for a moment and said, well, maybe he'll get better. <laughs> Stallone immediately offered him the role. Nice. <laughs> that was just the kind of attitude that he wanted to see. Yeah. That's great. Um, the, ice rink, the ice rink scene was originally written to fe- feature 300 extras, but the production couldn't afford so many people. <laughs> when Sylvester Stallone turned up to shoot the scene, to his horror, there was only one extra. So... Stallone hastily threw together the scene, being as he's the writer, mm-hmm. and um, that's what we saw. And it's one of the most popular scenes in the Rocky saga. Really? So, so that one extra was the guy who then the, got yeah, lines. Yeah, that's nice. Exactly. Um, let's see. Prior to his breakthrough role in the film, Sylvester Stallone was earning thirty-six dollars a week as an usher. Well, that doesn't sound like a lot in today's like time but i i also have no comparison of what 1976 or the the 70s what kind of pay meant yeah and and i don't i don't either because i didn't know much about money this came out the year i was born yeah um for all of you um identity thievers um (laughs) (laughs) but 30 36 dollars a week so that's that's roughly 140 150 a month if you're uh, if you have a good month or right. five week month or whatever that's so, not fun that's not fun that's not fun um so at the end of the filming stallone kept his two turtles cuff and link and as of june 2019 he still had them alive and well Turtle, oh, wow. turtles live for a long yeah. time yeah we had turtles we had turtles when i was a kid uh mm. 
uh, turtles or tortoises. I don't remember which in our, in our backyard. And you, you know, that area of grandma and grandpa's house where there used to be a rabbit hutch, but it's the, it's the, the, Oh, I, gosh, I don't remember at what point things, things move, but it was a back garden area. Dirt lot by the laundry room. Uh, that was that was the garden, and then next to it was another garden. But there was also a rabbit hutch, and there was it was fenced in and everything. And um, um, looking straight forward as you ag- exit the back door, um, okay, um, looking straight forward, not the sliding glass door, but the back door that's built into the house. Mm-hmm. So, and then we kept the turtles there, and then uh, your grandpa named them Cuff and Link from this movie. Okay. And then um, and then we lost them at some point. How, how- How'd you lose a turtle? They they ran too fast. They dug, <laughs> they dug themselves a hole or dug out of the pen or whatever. I I'm, see. Not, I'm not really sure. Uh, I was young and I didn't know much about turtles. Yeah. Um, according to Bert Young, who played Polly, mm-hmm. uh, during filming of the scene where Polly walks home drunk, an actual drunk wandered onto the location and told him he wasn't acting drunk convincingly. <laughs> so Young asked the man to demonstrate it. So then he <laughs> copied the man's actions, and that's how we got his Polly's uh, drunk scenes. Nice. That's, that's pretty funny. Um, the first sports film to win an Academy Award for Best Picture. Really? Now, sports films, as you well know, because you and I have been forced to watch many of them mm-hmm. because of your sister's proclivity to sports films. Right. They often aren't that good all around. You know, there, there's some right. sometimes good acting or mm-hmm. a good story, but they usually don't coexist in, in the same exactly. world. And uh, this one, this one, I, growing up, I thought of this as a sports movie, but, but now as an adult, I see it as a drama that just happens to take place with some sports. Okay. And, and um, looking at, looking at it like that completely changes to me, how I view the film. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk a bit about about that a bit more sure. uh, soon. So let's see. Sylvester Stallone was so poor prior to filming Rocky, he had to sell his dog for $50. A week later, he sold the script for Rocky and bought his dog back. Uh, the Rocky's dog, Buttkiss, was the same dog in the movie. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and this is, this is an interesting one. Each of the four rounds, uh, which are seen fully in the film, which are rounds 1, 2, 14, and 15, mm-hmm. were shot in their entirety twice. Once with the Steadicam operator, Garrett Brown, in the ring, and once with him in the audience. So, oh. um, and we don't, and I actually didn't pick up on this trivia because I didn't think it, or there, there was a lot of good trivia about this, but I, uh, I wasn't going to mention this one just to filter some out. But, mm-hmm. um, the uh, the boxing choreography um, wasn't wasn't very good when they were yeah. filming it. They were they were watching the dailies, and it wasn't it wasn't very good. And so the director asked Rocky to script out the fight, and uh, Rick, uh, Sylvester Stallone to script out the fight. And so he did. He wrote out, uh, you know, Rocky Rocky swings with his left uh, mm-hmm. to the head, and and uh, oh, wow. Apollo steps back. He wrote out thirty five pages of of boxing choreography for this. Wow! And that's what they filmed. And so when they were when they were able to to do this these shots, the rounds one, two, 14 and fifteen, they were able to match them out. Get because, them exactly yeah, right. They he wrote thirty five pages, and they spent three weeks working on that choreography. Oh wow! So it would be exactly the same. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
up. Well, that is end of trivia, and I think we have an interlude jingle to go into before we go to impressions and memories. We do. So here we are, impressions and memories. All right, so... Um, fortunately, this wasn't my first time watching the movie, but this was my first time making sense of the movie or really appreciating it because I've seen it multiple times before. Uh, each time I was a little bit older, but I never, never really could seem to, you know, like pay attention or, um, be able to get into it or whatever. But now, now I have a really good appreciation of it and it's, it's a really good movie. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, so you, you weren't able to pay attention. Were you able to pay attention this time? Mm-hmm. And what's, let's talk about the differences, or not differences. Let's talk about your first impressions watching it when you were young, and then your impressions of it now with a different point of view. Well, um, as a kid, I don't really remember um, watching this movie, but I know I have seen it. Like I remember vaguely. I think it was on one of the houses on one of the streets that we lived on <laughs> okay with the pool okay um i remember watching that for the first time there i believe and i just i don't think i had any idea you would have been bored to death yeah, yeah i had no idea what was going on i could hardly hear the acting or not hear the acting but i could hardly hear the lines and right all of that i yeah I, which, which isn't much different from this time either. The, no, it was a very low budget film. The audio mm-hmm. is awful. After this, they got they got money to make the others, so the yeah. audio is is tremendously better on all of the subsequent films. Yeah, but um, I still like. I don't even think I remember even getting to the fighting, the actual fighting scenes, because of okay. how bored I was. Sure. Um, but now. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I was able to to buy into the characters and buy into what was happening in the story of this person. And uh, going into it, I kind of thought it was an underdog movie, which it kind of was, but mm-hmm. we'll get into that later. Sure. Um, but I just, uh, it was less of a underdog story and more of a story of s- someone who got, like, like the IMDb said, like a, a rare opportunity. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, my memories of this, um, this, this is one of my dad's favorite movies. And so, and so, um, unfortunately he wasn't able to join us for this podcast today, but mm-hmm. uh, we're hoping to get him on again, uh, soon. Cause I know a lot of you really liked hearing him, but, uh, this was one of his, his favorite movies. And so I saw it a lot as a kid, like I said, it came out the year I was born. And so, uh, VHS tapes came out a couple, a few years later. And so mm-hmm. it's one that, that he often rented and, and, um, later ended up purchasing, but, but we would watch this. And I remember this, uh, this big oversized green pillow, uh, stuffed green pillow that he would, he would often lay on the floor in the living room and, uh, and watch movies. There would be this, this huge, this huge, um, glass mug that he would fill with Coke and then he would get popcorn or chips or whatever. And he'd sit there and, and he'd eat that. And then I, I'm right next to my dad. Who's, who's my biggest hero in the world. And yeah. I'm watching these movies with him. And, and I felt so, so adult watching, watching this. However, I was bored to death because yeah. I, I didn't understand 
anything that was that was going mm-hmm. on between the characters, and then it was just get let's get to the fight uh, fight scene, which is uh, hour forty five minutes into the movie, hour yeah. forty five <laughs> into the two hour movie, yeah, and so um, and so for me, um, that was that was the only exciting part, but but. I remember because I had seen it so often or it was playing so often in my house, mm-hmm. I remember a little different pieces of it. I remember the cuff, cuff and link and I, uh, the turtles. And I remember, um, the dog and, and some, and a particular scene between Rocky and Adrian, which, which we'll talk about in, in a little bit. Um, but I just didn't understand most of the movie. Right. Um, and so as, as I got older, I seen it more times and, and more and more of it made sense. And then I hadn't watched it for years. I hadn't watched it since I showed it to you when you were really little. Um, and even then I stopped it partway through because you weren't interested in it. So Mm -hmm. we never, we never finished it. And now watching as an adult, I just, I appreciate so much more of, of what's happening. And, and I understand why this so-called sports movie won best picture Mm -hmm. and why it, 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 kickstarted this song and I'll, I'll tell you too i know we're not talking about the other movies but but with uh with a couple a couple dips here and there the story stays strong through all of the movies and the creed spinoffs really um it's it's it keeps going and and um and you really you you really get to uh get to feel for these characters who who are to, who you meet in this movie and and stick with them yeah. throughout the rest of it okay. so i was just uh actually um my milo Verm, vermid how do you say his name he's on this is us he plays the dad um he he was on heroes oh him yeah i, I don't know yeah and he was on gilmore girls anyway mm-hmm. uh we, Amy and I just watched the episode of This Is Us where where he pulls out a VHS of Rocky II, which is funny because he plays uh, Rocky's kid later on. Oh, really? In, a different, in another, another movie. Funny. Yeah. I didn't know you watched This Is Us. Yeah, we started to watch that. So anyway, <laughs> that is it for impressions and memories. So uh, so next we get on to our, our fan favorites here, which are the viewpoints. So viewpoints. stick with us. We will be right back. All righty. All right. Funny that those trumpets or whatever kind of sounded like. So, all right. Do you, do you want to start? I, I noticed you actually writing down quite a few notes. I've got, I've got some too. Um, mm. Mine start with the, with the opening credits. So do you want to just trade off? Well, or? I didn't have like specific notes and specific scenes except for the one very very at the end it was more of kind of just ideas that i kind of wanted to like talk about and um like one of them uh like one of my first things is writing down remembering watching it as a kid but not really appreciating it but um i kind of want to talk about like why um either of us have this newfound appreciation for it because over years we've either been bored or just don't understand what's going on but now mm-hmm. we kind of do okay but um do you want to do you want to save that to the end and then sure. we'll, we'll dive into that a bit deeper sure okay yeah. excellent well i'm going to start with the ua introduction okay um the united artists introduction which was a big uh big movie company back in those days this might pop a little bit i'm going to adjust the mic okay to get it more comfortable so um 
so that that United Artist int- introduction, and and it's interesting throughout the Rocky movies, it changes slightly how yeah. how they do it. But Rocky was was a big um, one of their one of their big properties, like um, kind of like Mission Impossible is for the Paramount, and right, and, okay, but um, but that that opening that they did always got me so excited as a kid because that meant there was a big movie that, that was going to come on some, some sort of big deal. And I, and I remember just getting excited seeing that. Remember what it was like for you um, back when we'd watch those Disney videos and then you'd see that thing that uh, the thing of Disneyland, it would, it would be the, um, they would do this montage of different movies like, uh, like Pirates of the Caribbean and Peter Pan and all that. Mm -hmm. And it it was, it, that's what it was like for me as as a kid is it's, you get really excited because something that you know is, is going to be a great movie or something fun to watch is is about to come on. So I, I had that, I had that memory and that feeling even today as we watched that and that came across that, that little, Ooh, this is going to be good. I, so. I wish that we could still have those Disney intros because those were only for the Blu-ray discs. Yes. And they were so, it was so cool and so well done, which actually made me think of something else about how Disney's kind of fallen apart now <laughs> <laughs> and how they, they had it. They, yeah. Thanks, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then we, we start in the movie and he's, um, he's walking back home after his first fight, which, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's fight, he's in this fight, he gets beat up and he ends up walking away with $45. Yeah. And, and that's, that's not just talking about inflation there that mm-hmm. that's talking about, this is a, this is backering fighting and, and yeah. it's giving you an idea that he is, um, he's really sacrificing himself for, for so little gain. And then he yeah. walks back to his, who, to his apartment at night and it's lonely. It shows that it shows that he's all alone. He has no money. Mm-hmm. And, um, this is just his, how his, uh, life, life is. And everyone around him is telling him he's a bum, mm-hmm. um, and he's not worth anything, but he believes in himself. And that's what, that's yeah. what keeps him going. Mm-hmm. And like he, this was this was one of the lines later on in the movie, but it it kind of goes with this opening part of what you're talking about. How he was, how he's alone, and like he only makes a certain amount of money for essentially just to get beaten up. And mm-hmm. like what his his father had said, like you don't have much of a brain, so start using your body. Right. And it even watching that scene it made me think of that. He's like because I knew one thing about this film is that the character wasn't like the smartest. Mm-hmm. And so I was, I was thinking of that. I was, I was, as I was watching the scene and it was, it was very interesting to see because um, of the, the different things that people will put themselves through because either say like, he's not so smart. So what does he do to earn money? Mm-hmm. Just fight because yeah. um, not saying that, not being smart isn't great or anything, but like there's only so far you can go with these sure. certain limitations right. that you have. Right. Yeah. So he fights and then he's a, uh, he's a collector for a loan shark. Yeah. And so he's, so he fights and fights. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so then he gets, you know, he, he's, he's nobody, um, to the people, people around him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, 
and then some he gets noticed. And and this is the part that I really didn't understand as a kid, the the back end business of of a for Apollo Apollo Creed. Like he's mm-hmm. he's he was supposed to fight somebody and and that person got was injured, so he couldn't fight that person. Yeah. And it's thanks it's over Thanksgiving. The whole the whole movie takes place between November twenty fifth and January first. Okay. Um so it's a short amount it's a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's no fighters that are available because you have to train for train for a fight. Yeah. And, um, and Apollo's saying, Hey, I put out a million dollars in or whatever is amount in advertising. Yeah. And, um, and so really the, the, the boxing part of it, the, the whole reason this happened and, and we get Rocky, this, this amateur boxer in with the heavyweight champion is because, um, he just needed somebody to fight, and he couldn't yeah. find somebody within within his um, his I don't know what do you call it, uh, but at the same level, the same level he is his um, weight class, weight class uh, or class actually, yeah. not not weight class, but class. Um, so that uh, that was something interesting seeing because it's realistic but it's not anything that that as a kid i, I would have understood right. or or picked up on mm-hmm. and and really he was just looking for a punching bag and somebody to to do a show right and for rocky he this was his one shot and so they're coming at it with two completely different attitudes yeah and that's that's um you know i've i've done this and i know you've done this too um been in a position where where i'm doing something that that I'm good at that. I know I'm good at. And so I don't prepare for it. And I go mm-hmm. in cocky and I get shown up either, oh, either yeah. by myself or by other people who do put their work and do prepare mm-hmm. uh, for it. I mean, we're, as the intro says, we're, we're both actors and, and I've, I've done that on, not on stage, but for rehearsals before I've showed yeah. up and just really cocky about, about who I was. And, and I've learned that I need to be prepared because mm-hmm. other people are going to be prepared. Right. And so it, this does translate past the world of boxing, boxing as well. Boxing, boxing, <laughs> past the world of acting like a chicken. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, it, it was interesting because um, I the way I like to see it is that Apollo had nothing, or if he lost, he had kind of everything to lose but right. nothing to gain. Right. Rocky had everything to gain but nothing to lose. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of like one of those situations. Sure. But Apollo didn't really understand that if he lost, he lost everything. Right. Or he, he didn't think there was a chance of him losing. Right. So. Like towards the end of the movie, that one line, he, he's like, he doesn't understand this is a show. Right. Just finish it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so what did you think about the family dynamic between uh, Polly and Adrian? There's obviously some backstory of why they're living in that situation, but it's it's a very interesting situation because a brother and a sister ended up living together, mm-hmm. right? And um, brother goes out drunkenly and sister just takes care of everything else, but he treats her awfully. And I've seen that. I can't remember what movies, but it's it's something, a dynamic you see a lot. Yeah. Yes, it is. Um so, I, I don't think it's ever addressed, but but it's something very um, 
uh, very common in in big cities like Chicago or Philadelphia, mm-hmm. where where this takes place, or or um, even other places too, I'm sure. But but you see it often in in, um, in city ur- urban areas like that. Mm-hmm. Is the uh, the parents parents die and the ki- both kids inherit the house or whatever, okay. or the older the older child does, it and and it's up to. In the, in the Italian family, then your your oldest is going to then take care of the younger ones, right? And so that's you know that's why they're they're both there. She works at a pet shop. She can't afford to move out or anything mm-hmm. like that, and and she wouldn't move out anyway until she got married because that's that is the just the standard of of the sure. time. Um, but it's a, it's a very that dynamic between them is is very familiar to me. It's. With with just an Italian family, and I didn't see it at home so much. You know, the, mm-hmm. the the fighting and, and and all that. I didn't see that at home, but I saw it with my aunts and uncles and cousins to the yeah. point where where like I, I I cringe the the familiarity. I can I can smell I can smell the couch. And, yeah, <laughs> you know, just everything is is so is so right there for me. Yeah. Um. So it, it's a it's a different time, and and people are treated differently. Like. Okay, so Adrian comes over to his to Rocky's apartment, right? Mm-hmm. And he has no idea what to do when a visitor comes. He offers her sodas and uh, a soda or a donut. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> he asks her to sit down on that dirty, messy couch without picking up anything or moving mm-hmm. anything out of the way. Yeah. He's not used to having people over at all. Right. Um, but then it gets to this this moment between them where. I mean, just even getting her into the apartment, Rocky is pushing and pushing. Hey, come on up, come on yeah. up, come on up. And then she keeps saying she has to leave and he's, no, stay, stay. Uh, and even as a kid, I remember that felt really awkward and inappropriate yeah. to me. Um, because she she was obviously uncomfortable going into that. And yeah. like, I understand why she's uncomfortable because it's like she explained, she doesn't, she barely even knows him she probably shouldn't go into his house or whatever. And right. she was always finding excuses to leave. Like she was always obviously uncomfortable, but Rocky just didn't quite pick up on that. And he didn't understand. And I'm pretty sure his, or it seemed like his intentions were like lighthearted, but like still. Sure. Sure. And he is the, he is the hero of our story, but, but yeah. it's, it's also again, why we, why we started doing this podcast is, mm-hmm. is, um, we see the difference in, in times because exactly at, during that time, even, even the eighties and maybe, maybe first half of the nineties, that was normal behavior yeah. and nobody would have thought anything, anything of it. But, um, but like I said, even, even as a kid, it just felt weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe it's because I was young and small and, and I, and I could identify with feeling powerless, you know, if, right. if I, if I wanted to leave a situation, but somebody bigger is wanting me to stay. Um, I think that might've been the association I had. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's cringy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what we do see though, at the end of that scene is, mm-hmm. is, she she ends up kissing him back you know? yeah. and and she is she is telling him that she doesn't think these negative things that he thinks about himself and yeah. and she's she's questioning him questioning him and why do you say that why why do you do that if if you if it hurts or if you don't like it and yeah. and and he's just saying well that's basically saying that's all i'm worth mm-hmm. so she she sees something in him 
And then Mick, um, he goes back to the gym and Mick is the, is, you know, he's, he's yelling at Rocky. And as a kid, I thought, why, why is he this mean old man? Why is he so, so mean? And what I see uh, now as an adult is, is Mick is also the first person to tell him that he has value. He has Mm -hmm. talent, which is the catalyst for him to try and better himself. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a start for, for Rocky to say, you know, even those guys being harsh, I mean, that's how coaches are Mm -hmm. um, or can be. It's sometimes it's that, that tough love that's, that you need. And and Mick saying it's Rocky saying, why are you so mean to me? And then he says, because you've got talent and you're wasting it away. Yeah. So, um, I, that's something that, that really, really stood out to me watching it this time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, uh, so Mickey comes over to Rocky's apartment and then they have this, this, a bit of an altercation, uh, yeah. really you have Rocky just ignoring Mick, uh, and, right. and he's just, he doesn't, he doesn't want him there because of how how he's been treated by Mick all these, all these years. Right. Um, and Mick's trying to, trying to say, Hey man, I, I, you know, that's, that's in the past and, and I want to help you succeed at, at where you're at. Um, but Rocky has this raw pain that, uh, that goes beyond just Mick, but it's from never having anyone believe in him and all of the negativity that's always around him. Yeah. So, this this moment this this altercation between them allowed him to vent it all out and 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 get past it so he's able to move forward and so it's a very powerful very powerful yeah. scene which um which definitely I didn't credit when I when I had seen it before mm-hmm. I I remember watching it this time and thinking uh, the exact same thing like how powerful it was because of just again letting everything out and like venting all of this this raw pain that again he didn't just get from the coach but like from his whole life people mm-hmm. telling him he's not worth anything um he's nothing more than just a fighter or whatever yeah and um him constantly living his life like that and now everybody's telling him that it, it that he has talent or whatever and it's it's it, it can be a lot for him and he doesn't understand why, but yet whatever I <laughs> sure again, I there's always, there's always one time in the episode where I'm saying something and I don't know where the end point is. <laughs> Not a problem. Not a problem. So then uh, Rocky starts training here with, with raw eggs, mm-hmm. uh, eating raw eggs and, and running with high top chucks on. Those are horrible running shoes. Well, those were the, <laughs> in those days, those were the, those were the sports shoes. They well, they were, but they they have no no cushioning, and that's mm-hmm. why that's why runners from those days all have bad knees and ankles yeah. and, and bad hips and stuff. Like you, when you're walking walking long distances or running long distances with chucks on, it feels like there's you're just barefoot with some rubber around right. them. Mm-hmm. I had bought one one pair that were my very first pair, um, which they don't even make that model anymore. But it was the they were the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. I wore them everywhere and I, mm-hmm. I wore them out. I had to get them replaced three times. Um, um, warranty replaced because I wore them so often. Yeah. Um, and then the, 
they stopped making that model. So when I got the, when I got the new ones, they didn't have the same cushion. So I pulled mm. out the insoles from the old ones because those insoles were amazing. Yeah. Um, but they, they're very absorbent, uh, shock absorbent. Yeah. So anyway, um, so that's it for our, uh, our non-sponsored advertising to Converse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, there's a scene before the fight where Rocky was telling Adrian, if he can go the distance, he'll know he's worth something. Um, I know the audio was bad. Did you did you pick up on that? No, but isn't the song called "Going the Distance"? Um, I, I you can fly now. I think is that what it was? Yes, never mind that. Or maybe it's because uh, well, the Hercules song is is "Go the Distance." That's probably what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he he said he can go the distance, which means he goes all 15 rounds with him. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't need to win to prove this to himself. He's yeah. just he's just saying that um, saying that hey, I just I just need to know that that I can I can do this. Yeah. And this particular scene wasn't going to be filmed because the production was over budget. Oh, and wow. and um, he pushed for it and pushed for it and they did it in in one take and um, and that, that's all they got. And it's such such a powerful scene um, mm-hmm. to to go right into the fight from right because it tells you where he's coming from that was right after he had got home and like he went for the walk in the morning right and then he got back and said hey i can't uh yeah yeah i can't beat this guy Mm -hmm. but if i can go the distance yeah so and then at at the end of at the end of the fight um oh you you would you would ask me to pause or we had paused it because there was something that happened at the fight so yes so the fight was great Yes. So it, it was a lot of it was a lot of fun watching and um, seeing the um, uh, the cockiness of Apollo in into into the fight and then this the full heartedness of the fight from Rocky and all of that. It was really cool. Mm-hmm. There was one point right before um, I think it was when his nose had been broken. I think one time after that, when they gotten back to the corners, they were wiping. They were wiping his face, doing all that. And all of a sudden, one of the guys pulls out something and squirts it on his nose, and then it cut. It quickly cuts away, and then he no longer has that on his nose or whatever. And I am so confused because was that supposed to be like fake fake blood that like was quickly put onto there? Because as a theater actor. I know that visual effects is yeah. really hard to do, especially with something like that. And mm-hmm. you have to get you have to get really creative with that. And so maybe that's something I just picked up on. I do not blame uh, you not understanding what just happened on us watching this movie. I blame it on again the poor audio quality because mm-hmm. they they had such a such a low budget. Yeah. Um, so I've seen this lots of times, and I didn't understand it even when I heard when I knew what was. Like I heard what was going on. Yeah. I didn't understand it. My dad had to explain it to me. But um so he's got he's he's got his nose broken, so so the guy's got a Q tip in his in his nose. Mm-hmm. Um but um but then what happens is his his eye was swollen shut. Right, that's his, that's it. Yeah. So he said, I can't see out of my eye. Um, cut me, Mick, cut me is it was the line. And so the other trainer, uh, the doc, he he cut his eyelid to allow the blood to, to drain out and squirt it all over his face. Mm-hmm. And he cut his eyelid so that way the swelling would go down so he can see out of that eye. Sure. 
So that's that's what was happening. That's what was supposed to happen. But I saw the little bag of squirted blood. Yeah. And so I don't know if that was. I'm pretty sure that was a VFX mistake. But yeah, just practical practical effects. And yeah. All you can do in 1976 with a shoestring budget. Right. So. But yeah, that it, it was just funny because I, again, as a theater actor, it was hard. It it it's very hard to do practical effects like that and. Um, especially with some scenes that you really want to do, but you don't know how you're going to do them. Sure. Um, like one time I was in a show and I had to go from playing or being an otter with like an otter suit or like some fur on me mm-hmm. to becoming, to transform on stage, becoming someone in like a, like a, like a coachman. Okay. Uh, I had to go from an otter to a coachman within like a blink of an eye and we didn't know how we were going to do that with costuming but what it, we had ended up doing was uh putting my coachman vest under the fur okay. and the fur would just like quickly come off and then i would like shake and it would just like shut off sure um and then but one of my costume like parts of my costume i had a nose that i had to glue on and we didn't know how we were going to get the nose off <laughs> And so it was, it turned into like a, like a rubbing of the nose. Cause that was like a little character trait. Cause sure. I was like rubbing it and then rub, grab. Nice. Rip. And it was, it hurt sometimes. Sure. The glue was on there so much sometimes. And it would just be like a rub and grab and rip. Just like, mm. <laughs> but it was, it was really cool. But it took us such a long time to, to figure out how we were going to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. But that kind of just reminded me of that one part. Sure. Um, I'm actually at the end of my notes. I don't know if you had more that you wanted to discuss, but then we no. wanted to dive into to uh, that that difference of of how we see it. So you you wanted to talk about that more of how we see how how we see the difference of how we see the movie now as opposed to oh how we, yes. So if if you have any more notes, no, no, please go ahead. So. It's interesting because not only was this technically a sports movie, which was more of like a character story than a sports story. Mm-hmm. Like there was sports involved, um, which I, I guess any sports movie is kind of like that. <laughs> um, but this didn't feel like a sports movie, but also the appreciation gained from this was it was really interesting because it... I don't know. I'd, I'd never... I don't think I've fully seen this movie once. Okay. Um, but the appreciation for like just understanding the character, like looking into the character, mm-hmm. understanding where he's coming from, you know, like the people have been telling him he's basically worthless his whole life except for fighting mm-hmm. and all of that. And it was just really interesting because every time I had seen this, I'm like, oh, this is just an old boxing movie it's an old boxing movie about this guy right he's not so smart like why why is there two boxing scenes in this boxing movie <laughs> sure but yeah right and and for me i um you know I, you've you've been with me for the last 18 years so yeah. uh you've seen the roller coaster of my life and and um i i hate to i hate to say this but my life before that was a bit of a roller coaster too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it's it's been a very it's been a very interesting ride thus far. Yeah. Um, but in the in the last the last few years, um, there have been some really good things that hap- that have happened, and there have also been some really really 
bad things that happen and, yeah. and starting over, you know, for, for me starting over in a, in a new country with a new, like everything is brand new all, all at once. New and a country, new life, new passport. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything. And so, um, so looking at it, looking at it now, I, um, what I see is, is this, this guy, Rocky, he, who, the world has just just dumped on, or or due mm-hmm. to circumstance, and not really anything of any of his own doing. Due to, yeah. due to circumstance, he just um, he's beat up. I mean, lit- figuratively, well, literally also, but mm-hmm. but figuratively, and and um, he just has such a big big heart. Uh, I mean, it, it's all it's it's all inside of him that that all right. I'm going to keep up, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to keep giving my best, and I don't care what's beating me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, I've, you, you've seen that a, a lot in the last few, few years with different things that, that have happened. And, yeah. um, and that, that I just, I just keep going and, 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 and I think it's, um, I think some, some of these inspirational movies like that, because, you know, movies are a huge part of, of me, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, but inspirational movies like this, um, really, I think have have helped mold that in into me into right. into the root of who who I am, and so it's easier for me to identify with that. Um, but uh, I I will say that I'm I'm kind of tired of getting beat up, and, and yeah, I, I'd like to be on the other side <laughs> for once. <laughs> right. Um. Well, that is uh that is it. That was that was kind of a kind of a short I, one. It was a yeah. short one, but uh, but. It was a good one. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we got to. We glad to do this one. I, I, I know you weren't super excited about it just because of your your memories of how boring this was in the past. Yeah. So I'm glad we got to watch it and yeah, and me too. Perspectives changed. Um, I will tell you that I today I bought the the Rocky bundle on iTunes. So, oh, fun! So you can watch the rest of the Rocky movies too uh, while you're sitting on your on the island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think that's that's. It, we're stick with us for just another minute and we'll tell you about our, our next episode coming up. All right. So stay tuned. And then there's an interlude jingle that sounds like this. <laughs> that's it. Th- Wait, is that the one? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> that's it. Thank you for listening to the Barnes Boys. What are your memories and impressions or just memories on Rocky? <laughs> Did we miss anything important? Let us know at www.barnesboys.ca. Well, thank you for joining us as we get to the end of season two. Be prepared for the next episode of Hackers by watching the movie and uh, watching the movie before the podcast. Send us your comments on our website. Our theme music is written by Ryan M. Barnes, and you can find him at www.silvertooth.org. Have a great week.